Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. For deletion, save message. What's up, little bro? This is Luke. I just wanted to let you know that I haven't gotten the opportunity to listen to all the episodes just yet, but I did listen to the last thing you sent me when I sent the two thumbs up. I wasn't just sending an emoji just because. I'm proud of you. I did listen to it, and it is so very creative. I didn't want to text that. I wanted to tell you that. Very creative. I do like what you're doing. You know, um, I'm busy. I'm all over the place, but, you know, call me back when you get a chance. I'm off today. Um, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that. I like it. I'm busy. All right? Keep up the good work. I'll talk to you soon. To replay this message, press 1. It's a bunch of us. I'm a hand of calling it. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird. 40 on it, yeah, I'll make the nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. Alongside the informative, I need so well, I am the greatest Haney Badger who has ever lived, Nassau, New Rue. Yo. Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. All right, my man. I'll be doing it again. It's all good. <laughs> but, but happy. I'm muted again. You, you ain't Sorry. like the intro. I said something wrong. No, no, no. no. I, I have myself on mute. I'm going to stop doing it. Alongside the informative, I need so well, I am the greatest. Henny Badger who has ever lived in that sore new rule. Yo. Yo. Happy 2021 to you, sir. Happy New Year, bro. Let me tell America something. We have lost a great, we've lost a lot of great people in 2020. But just to cap it off, all right, Joe Lewis Clark, all right, Principal Joe Clark of Eastside High School in Patterson, New Jersey. For those who do not know, he was played by Academy Award winner Morgan Freeman in the classic movie Lean On Me. Now, Joe Clark was an educator who was never afraid to get tough on these difficult students, all right? He would often carry a bullhorn. Baseball bat, willed it around. He was an ultimate disciplinarian. What say you on that? Um, yeah, I, I remember, you know, watching this movie and it's been an instant classic. It's iconic for the culture. You know, there's some iconic quotables and scenes from the movie. And a personal memory I have is where um, when they were filming the movie, uh, I was a kid. It came out in 89, so I was about six years old. Uh, I remember my cousin going down to audition for the movie and I was excited because I'm thinking like, yo, I, I don't know nobody who's ever been in the movie before. And he was an extra in the crowd um, in the final scene when they was like, free Mr. Clark, free Mr. Clark. Um, but when I saw the movie, I couldn't see him in the film, but that was one of my backstories. Um, but I like to take a listen to some of the iconic, classic, quotable moments from the movie. Oh, you know I got you, bro. You know I got you. That's what I'm here for. Here we go. Time We are being crucified by a process that is turning blacks into a permanent underclass here, Frank. A permanent underclass. No, no, see? Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody. Mrs. Elliott's missionary zeal about Mozart has nothing to do with our problem. Nothing! What good is Mozart going to do a bunch of children who can't go out and get a job? Joe, your personal battles are going to cost us the war. Worry about the test scores. What the hell you think I'm worried about? End of discussion? Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology for your treatment of Mrs. Elliott and Darnell and for your vicious and thoughtless insult to the women of this community. You will kowtow. You will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can get take me. Get used to it. It's the way.
If you're so hot on discipline, then God start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Benson? Yeah, Benson stole that scene, yeah. <laughs> Benson? That's Morgan Freeman's movie. Benson? Talking about Benson. He tells people that, well, he told Morgan Freeman that you keep, we're losing the war because of your personal battles. Right. thought that was very deep. What say you on that type of theory? Do you think a lot of people will lose a war over personal battles? Yeah, it's called the Pyrrhic victory. Um, so it's basically where you invest so much of yourself into one small victory that you don't see the bigger picture and you lose the war. And I think that happens every day to a lot of us. You think people that get high has that type of victory? Like, yo, they won the day because, yo, we just got high? Yeah, whole said, tomorrow as long as the night before was sweet. That's that kind of thinking when you're in survival mode. Joe Clark had the same idea. Yeah. I don't think you've changed a thing. Go on, jump. No, I don't want to jump. Yes, you do. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? Yeah, yeah. yes, sir. Do you know what that does to you? Huh? No, sir. It kills your brain cells, son. It kills your brain cells. Now, when you're destroying your brain cells, you're doing the same thing as killing yourself. You're just doing it slower. Now, I say if you want to kill yourself, don't f around with it. Go on and do it expeditiously. Now, go on and jump. Jump. No, I don't want to kill myself, sir. You think that's where T.I. got expeditiously from? Nah, I got T.I. in it, so, you know. <laughs> that's all. Just... Boom. And it's fast, you know, expeditiously. You know, that's what the word means, I believe. I believe. I hope I'm right on that. Yeah. But, uh, and then we have one more scene. Now, you want to toss this one up to the people? Yeah, so we all know uh, the theme song, Isaiah High's theme song. Because of this movie, they made it another iconic, you know, song that we all like to sing and we feel a little nostalgic when we hear it. So let's, let's hear how that went. Before I play it, I do like the part, even though we didn't get this clip, when they when the dudes were singing the new song, the new version of the song, and Morgan Freeman was just standing there looking at him, and he let him go like, you know, I would say definitely first verse and then go back into the chorus. He was like, all right, stop it. <laughs> just <laughs> right. hated on him. He ain't like none of that. But let's play this clip. Powers. Yes, sir. These hoodlums have told me something I can't believe. Are you the one who changed a school song like that? Let her answer. Well, sir, the children thought the song was a bit boring. Boring, huh? Mrs. Powers, I have never heard a school song like that. And I certainly never authorized you to change it. Did I? Did I? No, you didn't. I want everyone in this school to learn that song in English and Spanish. Immediately. Take a bow, Mrs. Powers. You've rewritten our alma mater. Are you crying? I'm crying. I'm sad. Yeah. Loyalty, loyalty. 
That's all I was going to say because that was my shit. That shit was funny as hell. No, I didn't cry. I definitely laughed just now only because, you know, it's funny. Like, just to hear that part where here is, you know, a principal, a black male getting to yell at a female music teacher and all she could do is just look at him straight and just was like, you know what? I did do something that would, you know, honor the fact that you could yell at me in front of the kids. So I'm going to just let you have that day. And then he just turned right around and said, it's the new alma mater. I like that. Or, what is the new song to the alma mater? How about that? Like I said, that movie and because of Joe Clark's effort, we don't want to forget the man in front of the movie uh, because he really turned that school around and he really cared about the children of our community and, you know, help probably save some lives. So rest in peace to Joe Clark. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. Please subscribe and download to The Late Night Flight on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Every subscription helps us towards our efforts in having a career in podcast radio broadcasting. Hey, yo, I think I owe you an apology. For caping for Joe Biden. It's about to be trash, bro. (laughs) Yo, we have prominent women that we can easily vote for. The country say no on it. Like what I'm supposed to do now. Cause, right. Cause I feel like, yo, why why did why did it take a Joe Biden to make everybody wake the f up? Well, why why Elizabeth Warren, why Kamala Harris wasn't good enough for the country? Yeah. We had to get an 81-year-old man to go, you know what I'm saying, fly on a helicopter that he probably didn't want to go on in the first place to say, hey, hey, I'll help. Like, I I, I don't know. I just, I find that to be a little backwards. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just my personal feeling on that. I don't, I don't get that. Right. Like, why, 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 why we should, why are we making the joke about, oh, the reason why we voted for Biden is because Kamala was there. You had a chance to go vote for Kamala. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You can't send this woman her flowers as a vice president when you could have sent her for flowers for, you know, being, a, being the president. Yeah, well, I mean, the argument would be that, that she's, too, she's too far to the left. Joe Biden is mad centrist. And, you know, he was, he was the pill that we had to swallow because everybody was thinking... Okay, we're gonna go to extreme, the opposite extreme of Trump, right? Because Bernie Sanders did so well before, and uh, Elizabeth Warren was popular, Kamala Harris was popular. But when they started going into the primaries, most of the people who voted in the primaries, especially black people, was like, nah, Joe Biden feels safe for us. And then they chose Joe Biden. You You know what I'm saying? You ever watched those uh, police movies back in the 20s? And, 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 like, nah, nah, copper, that's hogwash, hogwash, I tell you, hogwash. That's what that sound like, hogwash, hogwash, I tell you, it's hogwash, man. It's, it, I get, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you're a hogwash. I'm saying that that's rhetoric that, that people online, Twitter, and some people in real life, because you may watch TV, watch MSNBC, watch Fox News, and you can catch this type of rhetoric, and you would say that to someone. The issue with it is, it, it doesn't. It just does not make any sense. It, it, it really don't. Biden wasn't even 
in the beginning of the presidential. He ain't even, he, like, right, do you want to do it? He like, wow. Right. He you know what I'm saying? He ain't even want to do it. So it's funny what they had, like, it's so funny. It's so funny that the presidential election now, because of what Trump did, and see, my whole phenomenon with Trump is just the celebrity of him, not him. Like, yo, you, I feel like, hey, you could, if you'd have put Tom Hanks in there, it might would have been a little different. Might would have been better. Why is there a COVID crime wave? And is Mitch McConnell behind it? Yo, they vandalized this man's house. Have you seen that, honey? Did. Yo, do you remember The Godfather? Have you seen that movie? A lot, yes. Remember Remember the scene in The Godfather when I think they told the lawyer. The lawyer was played by Robert Duvall. I don't I don't know what their real names are in the movie. I know who their real names are. That's let you know I'm a real movie buff. So Robert Duvall is the lawyer, all right? Or Tom. the constituary. Tom, we say Tom? Tom, yeah. There you go. So his name is Tom, all right? And he went to the film director's home because right. I believe their Italian friend who was an actor, they dropped him from the movie because he was having sexual relations with the female star who was also having sexual, well, used to have sexual relations with the film director. And that's what happens in Hollywood. But anyway, anyway, they try to get this man to come back to the movie. They didn't want to hit the film director. Didn't want to do that because obviously the young Italian actor was over here having sex with his young thing. And he didn't like that. So they basically told him, no, we're not doing that. Get up out of here, Tom. And he called him some Irish name. And then he called, uh, you know, the, uh, <laughs> Don Coleone, some crazy Italian name, some 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 racial slur and kept it moving. So then he woke up to his favorite horse that he was that he actually showcased to Tom. You know, and you don't you don't show people like this, your prize possessions, because they'll shove that back in your face. But anyway, he uh, he literally chopped the head off the horse and then had it in my man's bed. And at least he he thought he was wet. He thought he had a wet dream and it actually was his prize horse. And that's what I'm thinking about right now with this Mitch McConnell situation. Now, of course, it's not of that extreme. No, but people are tired. It's funny. What if these people that did these uh, spray paint, that uh, did these spray paint, did the spray paint mural on my man's home, honey, what if they were white people? I'm sure they were white people. Because this is Kentucky. You know ain't no black people in Kentucky unless they playing for John Calipari. Ain't no black people going to be in Mitch McConnell neighborhood without being accosted by the police. So I already know who, who did that. So now, now that we are, first of all, Hanif just went in phase one reaching. So I am going to join him. I am going to do phase two reaching. And I'm just going to go out and say 16 Klansmen spray painted your home, Mitch McConnell, okay? That's what I'm just going ahead and say. I'm going to say that 16 Klansmen has spray painted your home, Mitch McConnell. You, 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 you with me on that one? Yeah, I'm with you. But, you know, here's like the bigger picture. And, you know, what's really happening is, is that, you know, 2020 had a crime wave like of record proportion, like the murder rate in major cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, even in New York, where it's rivaling the 90s. And, you know, there's uh, an increase in violent crimes. Like, and what's happening, there's a direct correlation between poverty and crime. And when you have all of these people out of work, you have all of these people social distancing, you don't have the unemployment benefits for about four months, you don't have the stimulus plan. And then when they come back, they give you 600 bucks. Like, 
that Mitch McConnell holding up that money saying, let's wait and see, or let's do a little more targeted spending. The government doesn't have that much money. That's why I'm making the correlation that, yo, his economic policy doesn't account for people who are in poverty and the repercussions of that. And, and that's problematic. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a policy right here. Did Nike kill Kobe? And should Master P and Baron Davis be worried? Well, we all know what happened to Bill Cosby when he was about to buy NBC. And we know what happened to Michael Jackson when he owned all of Sony's publishing. So I wouldn't find it too far-fetched if Kobe leaving Nike would have some treacherous effect to it. And then Master P and Baron Davis trying to buy... uh, Reebok, they might need to to consider it. So they may need to lay low, you telling me? No, I want them to buy it, but I'm just saying like they, they should be extra cautious. Extra cautious on buying Reebok. Who gonna f*** with them? Under Armour? What's gonna happen? <laughs> Who putting their head out on somebody, yo? Come on, man. <laughs> Oh man, yo! I need a I need a clip I need a clip of like like one of them like battle rappers that be like, yo, you be reaching, dog, but I f- with you, yo, because that kind of makes sense about especially you know the the first two that you that you kind of compared it to. You remember the movie Undercover Brother <laughs> when the, when the man was fucking with everybody? It's the man, bro. <laughs> I mean, but who? Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm with you on the movie, but get. Show, tell America about the movie a little bit. Like, what did the man do with the with the chicken and and the uh, Coke Forty Five guy? Tell, tell the people. Yeah, so the man is just basically the quintessential old white man who has all of the money, and he doesn't really have an identity. He's just the man, and he's pulling all of the puppet strings, and he's stopping black people from being successful. So we gotta keep our eye out for the man. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and there you go. Look, I, honestly, we think it's really dope that Master P and Baron Davis want to buy a Reebok and want to make it a black-owned business. And absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. You were about to say absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I honestly think that, you know, Vanessa Bryan or whoever's controlling Kobe's affairs should move forward with his Mamba sneaker because I think it would still be iconic and still do some numbers. You know what's so funny about that is... Yeah, man. Dang, yo, Vanessa Bryant holds all the keys, right? Does she not? She really does. I mean, all she has to do is go to some type of graphic designer and boom, make it happen. A sneak, well, not a graphic designer, a sneaker designer, a shoe designer. And then, see, that's the thing. She She has to get the sweatshop going. Yeah. That's the thing. See, that's the hardest part when you really, you know, DIY it because you can make the product, well, have the product made and then, you know, create the whole, hey, look, this is my website. Because I think that maybe that might be more sufficient for her. Yeah. What, what is the best way of doing it, doing it yourself without, you know, basically going broke over it? Um, so either a strategic partnership, like kind of how like Kanye did with the Yeezy, or she could do like limited editions where she only make a small amount of shoes and sell them at a high price and just put them out every so often. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, that's that's basically the best way to start distribution. I'm thinking about how LeVar Ball was doing it when he didn't even give nobody nothing. He gave, He got all the money 
took everybody five months to get their sneaker. Oh, how about that? And then his son broke his ankles in the sneakers. Then he said, I'm not wearing Big Baller brand no more. <laughs> he said, them, them triple Bs was, I don't even want to get into it. Maybe we're going to let that go. We're going to let that go. But anyway, yeah. See, this is funny because my thought is, why do they not want to make their own sneaker company? Why do they want to buy the company? I'm pretty sure because it's already manufactured and distributed already. All they got to do is just put different owners ownership in it. Who is this? You're talking about Kobe? No, I'm talking about Baron Davis and Master P. Because oh. this is already an established... Like, Adidas is already established. So I have an idea about that. I think that what they should focus on, because God forbid Master P tries to design new Reeboks. We all seen what Master P does with his design, and it's not great. Um, so what I think they should do is they should put emphasis on retro Reebok classics. The Pump was a classic Reebok shoe, so they should rebrand that and market it for people to go retro with that. The Reebok classics, the 5411s, they should really push those to uh, for people to wear those next summer. And I think, you know, then, like you said, team up with somebody who's a great designer and put out an actual quality shoe. And I think Reebok will, will have a chance. I don't agree with this move that they're doing now that I'm thinking about it out loud with you because realistically, just make your own shoe. Do what Starberry did. Do what LeVar Ball did. Do what Vanessa Bryant could do. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with buying Adidas, but you know what? Not to knock anything you just said as far as what type of, you know, I, I get what you're doing. You're making predictions and I'm with you on that. They ain't going to do it. I mean, they, you know, like they'll put it out fine. I'm just saying like it's going to be business as usual at yeah. Adidas because there's all it. Once again, all you're doing is just changing out ownership. It's like the time where Dino Sterling did what he did. He had to leave the Clippers. Now you put Steve Ballmer in. They still the same team, a team that goes to the playoffs, lose and don't get a ring. Welcome to the Late Night Cafe with your poet, the pilot of the Tuskegee training, the now river of Newark, New Jersey, and the greatest Henny Badger who ever lived, Masoor Nauru. Snatch your girl like I'm Arkell Take her right to my cartel That Yisoo got the new car smell Number one like Cam Newton No Glock but these grand shooting Up out my hand like Cam Newton I'm ballin' bitches like damn you in Cops on and I'm gone Smoking purple up in that painted thing All red like Minute Maid All lit when that semi spray Study y'all from my compound Blowin' loud, call along But I found out is what I knew Then you get me chicken like Parmesan Scared if it's a brick up Break it down and split the bitch up that daddy shit is split the flip up And get that bitch is bitch if you duck Find me up in your hood Break your girl and give me that thug Call me David Ortiz Pop to give her that wood Pop to give her that look Pop to make her say uh Seat back, making love to my hooks She go to work and she on time like Kasami Seat back, in her face like Dallas yeah. Put this dick thing in my time frame Don't lose change, play my games My core's bag made of my chain So weak, my brain She wanna switch sides, see a eye bang Check my voicemail, she wanna suck it off in this fly range Copper look at my ride 
White painted that traffic light 300 on clam chowder What? Get out my appetite It just cool out for a little minute Let the engine roar Hit the Aston lights Let's get high via satellite Then dust my hair like a stack of lights Girl Yeah Rip from couple stacks of that duffel Through 100 racks of that bubble I don't play my pockets on buggles a couple hoes that I know Wanna fuck with me on some other ish Two kids, two mothers It's Tryna tie me down like the government No one getting on the inside Real getting on the outside Chill nigga don't doubt mine Your bloodline be an outline I put that work in My clientele on cloud nine On my grizzly Yeah, trap time Still running these streets Mama still coming with me At the office doing OT All my goons around in my three Bye. 300 on eight, 300 on stop and sit. Both streets I'm flying in. Back blocks I'm hiding in. Them soup boys when the time me in. I had a long shift, nine to ten. They got me, that affidavit ain't signing me. Right in front of your school zone. So what? I need croutons and a new blonde and a cute blonde. Blowing poop on in my Yukon. Find me too hot. Both chains on two summers. 20 bricks of that blue thunder got shit shining like blue hummer. Is that in no red pants, black thong, cherry pants? Never went to school, but she know how to make me come very fast. Brain game more high IQ, dark skin like how are you? Let's buy you things for an hour or two, then get a room. You know how I do. Great goose to my friends, put that blue rock in my cup. Let's just have a toast to my game. We should wanna sign with me to sign up. Can two men have sex with one woman at the same time and still have love and respect for her? All right, so the article is this woman saying how she has two lovers and when she hey, has baby, sex I'm with sorry, her, say, say it one more time, my bad, because I, I coughed while you was talking. I don't want that. You want to do like you want to do it, or you just want to pre-talk about it? Like do it, like yo, just you know, we just do it, just yo, bro, like that, man, just do it, man. All right, so yeah. <laughs> so in this in this article that 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 posed the question: Can two men have sex with one woman at the same time and still love and respect her? Is based on an article that came out last year where a woman was saying that it was always her fantasy to sleep with two men at the same time, and she she accomplished it, and it was like the most for her the most enduring endearing. Um, experience that she's had sexually so i posed a question um on my facebook page and some of the people was just you know just going off like my man uh it's like she made a train sound amazing and <laughs> and then uh my uh other homegirl was like that's too much meat for my taco and uh said Watching my man get head from a female of my choice is my fantasy. Uh, and then uh, said, y'all really letting these men guilt y'all into thinking you couldn't take two. Their respect is not worth the lies. <laughs> so I, I, I bring this to you in saying that, and would you participate in that experience? And I know you would, but what would you st- <laughs> hey yo hold up hey yo hold up you know i was over here trying to cue up music cue up laughter i'm trying to get things i'm trying to get things ready I'm, yo, know look you know what no no say all that you just do do that over again i got your uh, back i want you to start with 
Like go 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 back to the stuff that you was doing. All right, like I, try, the, I was trying. I was trying to put it like not from yeah from the top, but you know, bro, trust me, I got you. All right, this is the late night flight. For all you know, this might actually go on the podcast. You don't even know yet. Wait, just start right. from the top. All right, so so the question is: Can two men have sex with one woman at the same time and still have love and respect for her? Uh, and it's based off an article where this young lady. Uh, made this happen as a part of her fantasy and she said it was one of the best experiences that she, that she had in her life and the men were almost worshipping her in this in this process and my homie said she made a train sound amazing <laughs> um then uh my homegirl said that's too much meat for my taco says she wants to watch her man get head from a female of her choice. Um, say y'all really letting these men guilt y'all into thinking you couldn't take two Their respect is not worth the lies. Um, and then we just kind of all went into a deeper discussion of like, yo, from my experience or my understanding of that, I, I, I've never participated in it, but in those situations where it's more than one man on one woman. They call it a train, a gang bang, or whatever. And it's it's typically done in a way where it's strictly beneficial and male-centered. So I was wondering if like you could or if if two men could join in with a woman at the same time and still love her and treat her like, you know, they respect her. Define love and treat her with respect. Define like, all right. So say if say if you were in a relationship with this woman and that was her fantasy, would you oblige and would you still be able to continue to be in a relationship with her? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I couldn't do anything like that. Not a, the best thing to do, the smartest thing to do when a woman opens her mouth and reveals that. And let's say you're in a dating situation. Well, I don't want me to see the situation. That's sad. You're dating, or wait, you said you said this is someone that I'm in a relationship with, correct? But right. is this a dating relationship or is this a relationship relationship? Is this my you're, girlfriend? Yeah, it's your girlfriend. And your girlfriend is saying, like, listen, it's always been my fantasy to uh sleep with two men at the same time. Could could we make that happen? All right, so this is what has to happen. And of course, this is my opinion. This is just an opinion. I could be right, I could be wrong. I tend to think I'm right. So, hear me out. What you have to do is look her dead in the eye, I was about to say square, dead in her eye, and you have to let her know that you can no longer be with her. She has to go <laughs> fulfill her fantasy. And I need you to go be happy with fulfilling your fantasy. Now, don't get me wrong, you do have an opportunity to come back and say, hey, I still want to be with you, I'm ready to be with you. So I can at least gather thoughts, gather information, and then still tell you no. But if, <laughs> if I was you, if I was you, when I tell you that I'm leaving, I'm not going to be with you anymore, not because I'm mad at you, because I just want you to fulfill your fantasy, I would like for you to go. Because realistically, I'm not going to fulfill that fantasy with you. I'm not. I'm this not. Is, so so in my, I, I, I'm not... I'm that not. Mat- Listen, I'm not that mature at yet either in terms of like, I, I don't know that I would feel comfortable with 
doing it at the same time. But hold on, young man, why 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 does the why does the N-word has to make a play on that? It's not about being mature or about it enough or not. It's just, you know, are you willing to do it or are you not? It's, this, don't let this play about your, I want to say your manhood. Well, yeah, let's just keep the the that N-word, the maturity of it. It's not about where you're at as a level of morality as an adult. It's more of what are you willing to do and what you're not willing to do? I'm not willing to do a, a DP session for a woman, even no, if she I, the one that wanted it. I get it, but would I, would you would you do a threesome with two women? Would I do a threesome with two women? Yes. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I've done. You know, let's let's not get into that. But look, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but what's so the, but, cl- what, but what's the point of that? I'm sorry. It's a clear double standard. Because no, that's not a double standard, young man. That's not a double standard. That's not if if you're willing to do that, you're willing to do this. No, I, I'm not saying that if I'm in a relationship, first of all, the, the right question you should have asked me is, if I'm in a relationship with a woman, am I willing to give up a threesome with a, for another woman? And that answer is yes. That's the question you should have asked me. See, I don't have no issue with not having a threesome in a relationship with a woman that may not want to have a threesome. I'm okay with that. I don't need to push that agenda. All I'm saying is, let's say if I told her I did have a fantasy and I wanted to have a threesome, and if she's not open to that, she has every right to tell me you have to leave. Sure. Go fulfill your fantasy. But I don't think that someone is losing maturity because they, they have a, a clear stance on something. It's not about being like you're being open minded to it. But still, as you was open minded and you let it swirl around your head, you still said to yourself, this is the this is the POV I'm going to take on this because no one's right or wrong. It's just what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. As they say in Mexico, you can be a Mexican or a Mexican. (laughs) I feel like, again, it's about what we ask of our partners or what, what we would like to do to please our partners. And if a woman seriously wanted to have that as a part of her fantasy, as her partner, if you're committed, you know, at the very least, you, you, you should consider it. Um, and that's why I speak to a maturity level because it's going to take a certain level of confidence. It's going to take a certain level of, um, Maturity, because think about it like this. Would you do it with an escort? You and your man chilling in the crib, you know, y'all smoking, drinking, you know, the escort comes through and then y'all, y'all both get down with her. I'm not with that. I'm sorry. You're asking, but I'm one person though. I'm one person. You know, I think there's other people that wouldn't mind that. No, I'm and I'm I'm speaking in general. I'm not oh, talking oh. about you specifically. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. So you me, I'm sorry. as as men, as men, you know, generally speaking, and this is why I, I asked the question about love and respect, is because if it was like an escort or if it was like some chick you considered a jump and you ain't really care about, that's easy. It happens all the time. Right. But your wife or a woman that you love and care about and respect, and she's saying that this is what I would like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you won't oblige her. Or if you did oblige her, it, it'll be the end of the relationship at that point. So even but it would have it, to be, though. You know why, though? You know, right? You do know. You do understand why, though, right? Why? Because that's something that could have been fulfilled before I got married with you. Or before I got in a relationship with you. So, I mean, so to your point, 
then it just speaks to maybe y'all y'all just aren't compatible people anyway and there the relationship should have ended. There you go. There you go. Because these type of questions need to be asked in phase one of dating. What are your desires? It's a desire. It's not sex. You can't. Right. You can tell me your desire. If you're, if you're not open to telling me a desire, I mean, and look, I'm talking about maybe the sixth date. The sixth date. I mean, somebody may be like the third. I mean, fine. I'm just saying, you don't got to say it the first date, but I mean, your desires. So... And this is where this is part of where my normalized cheat, and I got to throw that in there because this is this is what happens, right? From my my uh, impromptu Facebook survey, apparently, this is the fantasy of a large population of women, but they don't feel comfortable enough in exercising that fam, um, that fantasy because of the response from us men, because we look at it as you know, less than wife material in order to do that. So she's going to suppress her fantasy in order to get a man that loves her and respects her. And my question again is like, why can't she have both? Why can't we be open enough to, to oblige her in that and still love and respect her? First of all, again, it's the way you're wording the question. It makes it, uh, and it makes it very so woman, like pro-woman for no reason at all. It's time to make it fair. Just make it balanced. Don't say what one man won't do and the other woman would do it. No, here, 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 this is what it is. You want to have a threesome with two men. I don't. That's it. I still respect you. I still love you. I still love you. Now, let's say you somebody that did get in that situation. I mean, the, the smartest thing to do is to Live your fantasies before you deal with someone that you really, really think about wanting to be with. Because there's certain fantasies you cannot, you're, well, I don't say you can't, you sure could share, but you got to be, you know, that's, that's just the type of open that realistically a lot of people are not really ready for. And I'm not saying that you can't be, if you want to do that, that's fine, do it, you know, but I'm not doing it. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. What would you like to see manifested in 2021? Um, so my my 2020 ended on a bit of a somber note. Um, one of my close cousins, my mother's first cousin, uh, Gina, passed away uh, due to complications of um, COVID-19. And, you know, it really hit me because she was she was that that cousin, that older cousin that was like an aunt. And, you know, she used to get me and my cousins all together and she would let us turn up. She was the house that we would go to in the summertime and, you know, have a good time. And my childhood was literally lit because of her. And I just want to take a moment to, you know, wish her uh, a peaceful transition and rest in peace. I love her and I'm going to miss her. Um, with that being said, you know, I, I made a conscious decision that, you know, I'm going to, you know, take 2021 by the horns and, you know, make sure that I accomplish the things that I plan and set for myself. And one of the things that I, I'm doing as a part of my manifestation is um, sage in my house. I'm taking Kyrie Irving's <laughs> cue, uh, sage all the bad energy out of my crib. Um, I got a mantra that it's yours, meaning that anything that I want, anything that I see for myself, it's already mine. So I just got to make it happen. And I'm looking forward to great things with this podcast, taking it to the next level 
in my personal life, taking uh, myself to the next level and just going for broke and making sure that this is one of the best years ever for me. My condolences, bro. My condolences. I have a question about Cousin Gina, if I may. Sure. If I may. When people pass on, they always say, what's the message that you get from the dead? Mm -hmm. What do you think would be the message? Not necessarily something that she said to you, but maybe there was a lesson learned in the, in, you know, in the whole life story of you know, how you two had your relationship. What sure. did you get out of it? I, yo, I know for her, you know what I'm saying? She was, there was never a time where I even seen her sad or mad. And if I did, it was like really brief. She was always the life of the party. She was always telling us to like, you know, be yourself and have fun. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure that that would be a continuing message that she would have. And that's kind of where I'm taking my years. Like, yo, if you want to do it, or if it feels good to you, make it happen. And, you know, be the best at it. And, and I think that's the message that she would want me to have. I dig that. I, the only reason why I asked is because I, I didn't want to just make it how much I'm not necessarily into manifestations. Not necessarily saying that it's whack because it's not whack. I mean, there is something to say about the laws of attraction, about speaking things into existence, putting great vibes, great energy into the universe. Now, because I'm not a tarot reader, hear me out. I was raised as a Christian. And the thing is this, they always tell you in the church, we walk by faith, not by sight. Here's the thing about all that. God gave me some things the same way he gave you. Gave me a mind, two hands, two eyes, two hands, two feet. I can walk and talk on this earth. And the fact that I have a gift of gap, which makes me something special, I'm pretty sure that is my gift from God. So I'm willing to use that all day, all night to... Not only get a profit, but to spread a word. Now, hear me out when I say all that. Mm -hmm. I'm able-bodied. So for me, I have to manifest it by actually putting in some action, putting in some footwork. So in 2021, it's going to be some consistency. It's going to be some footwork. And we're not saying it because I'm looking to manifest it. I'm looking to put it into action. Because when it's action, it is a movie, and we're all going to watch it together. But the only different difference is... These pilots are going to be at the box office calendar month. Email us at thelatenightflight at gmail.com so we can read and answer your question on our next episode. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here.